Welcome back to 10 to Win, the podcast. Before we dive into episode number two, part three, which is the interview portion, I wanted to let everyone know this episode will be slightly longer than the 10 minutes Kevin and I usually stick to. You're about to hear an amazing interview with incredible content that could truly make a difference in your life. Kevin and I felt the content was so good, there was no reason to cut any of it out and get closer to the 10-minute mark. So without further ado, please enjoy the interview portion of Self-Discipline. Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out? Welcome to 10 to Win, the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidel and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how to create a winning mindset. Welcome back to episode number two, part three of the podcast, 10 to win the podcast, focusing on how to create a winning mindset in 10 minutes. This is the interview portion. And today we have a special guest, Kev, who do we got today with us? Jason, we've got Kevin Morgan with us. Kevin is not only a friend of mine for 20 plus years, but he's also a very successful businessman in the San Francisco Bay area. Kevin has had success in the high finance industry, worked on Wall Street, and now works in the real estate in- industry in California as a partner at a real estate development and investment firm called JMA Ventures, LLC. Kevin's a father of an eight-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl who we share the same name of one of our kids, which is Sullivan, uh, which is quite funny how that came about. Uh, he's a loving husband to an amazing wife, also volunteers weekly on a suicide prevention helpline. Now, those career fields in themselves display characteristics of being self-disciplined, which is what we've been talking about all week, Jason. But that's not why we've asked Kevin on the show today. The reason that we asked Kevin to be on the podcast is to discuss self-discipline because on his 40th birthday, Kevin ran 40 miles. Kevin, I didn't even know it was possible for someone to run 40 miles in one session. And then I heard that you were doing it on your birthday Please tell us, where did the idea for running 40 miles on your 40th birthday come from? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So it's interesting. If you there's an ancient uh, ritual in Japan, it's called Misagi. um, And it's where you cleanse yourself kind of once a year. Um, You go kind of deep in these waterfalls under really cold weather. And um, it's kind of been adopted as a way um, here in the States to kind of take once a year and do something crazy and kind of on your birthday. So Kyle Kerber, for example, NBA player, um, he's big on this and it allows you to kind of set your mind on a challenge to really understand what's possible. And so that kind of evolved and sparked my interest. And, you know, although I did and on my 39th birthday, I kind of did a little earlier. I ran 39 miles. So 40 wasn't as hard, but took some, uh, an extra route and kind of a harder route with, uh, some more elevation gain. Yeah, that, that, that's probably and literally one of the most amazing things that I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, I run 1.5 miles and my back hurts and, you know, um, still trying to work on that self-discipline, but tell us about the self-discipline on how, you got to the 40 mile mark. I mean, how much self-discipline did you have to have? Talk about your daily structure, what you had to do, you know, small victories that you had to win in order to get this long-term success of 40 miles. Yeah. I mean, it does take a lot of training. Right. Um, and I think for any, anything to have discipline, you have to train, but in order to train or have discipline, you have to have a goal, right. You have to set a goal out there. Um, and so for me, this was 
40 miles. Um, and the other thing that I did was I set up a lot of reasons why to complete that goal and to have discipline, right? I, I wanted to set myself up to not fail. So I ran for charity. I had four friends running with me. I had a running crew. I had my family there, you know, throughout the, the run. Um, and we did kind of a big event with, with work around it, um, where we had kind of a, somebody come in and speak to us. And um, it was all kind of around running these, these 40 miles. And so that really instituted a lot of discipline for me. It's amazing. Absolutely. That's amazing. so cool, Kevin. Yeah, it, re- it really is amazing. I mean, anything, did you, did you have to go through anything in preparation or, or maybe use any self-discipline tools to kind of get you over the finish line? Um, and, and if, in the, the things that you just kind of mentioned, have you instituted any of this into your daily life or career or, or parenting? Yeah. I mean, I think you got to schedule it out. Right. So during training, I, I would run, you know, a fair bit during the week. Right. So, and I'd put that on the calendar, right. So calendar reminders and that would kind of in of itself create accountability. Um, and my family knew that I was doing this. Right. So my wife, you know, ahead of the weekend, what do you got this weekend? What are you doing Saturday morning? You got 20 miles. Okay. When are you going to do that? Um, but you know, again, I think it's, it's, um, for me, it's accountability, right? And it's, it's creating accountability for yourself. Um, and that's really what I, I've kind of learned over the past years is like, I've trained my mind to shift to this new mindset of, you know, it's a lot of self-talk, um, appreciating how lucky I am, you know, pretty healthy, can do all these things, but holding myself accountable. Um, David Goggins, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but you know, he's a really famous um, Navy SEAL and he talks about an accountability mirror, right? So it's, it's looking yourself in the mirror and holding yourself accountable, right? So if I didn't work out one day, if I didn't train one day, I'd have to look at myself, right? You got to face yourself. Um, and so that really kind of created accountability, which, you know, then also, you know, made me really disciplined. Were there days where you looked in the accountability mirror? Well, first, I guess, let me bring up David Goggins, right? Um, Can't Hurt Me. That's the name of the book, right? Yeah, that's the book. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book. I, I've read David Goggins too. Um, were there days where you looked in the accountability mirror and, and didn't measure up to what you thought you, you should like, were there days where you, you didn't complete the run or were you like hitting on all cylinders, 100% success? No, I mean, there were definitely days where I was down, where I was beat up, where I was like, can I really do this? Is it worth it? Why am I doing this? Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, I, I, I figured this out and a lot of people have, and it's kind of a trick is, like when you're going after something and you don't want to do it and then you do do it or, you know, you get through that training episode, that that's where kind of the gravy is, right? That's when you really feel good and you're like, you know what? I did that. I can do it. It feels good. Yeah, it kind of sucked in the beginning, but I got through it. Um, and I've transferred that to other things, right? Busting through meetings, tough conversations with my wife or family, um, you know, discipline with my kids, like, Sometimes it's really hard, but you know that at the end, it's going to get a lot better. And I think pushing through that is really what creates that discipline. So, Kevin, I got to ask here, you know, on Monday, um, we talked about, you know, the the heavy content of self-discipline. And in that episode, in, in part one, we talked about waking up every morning and being at the intersection of life and having a decision to make. Okay, to the right was a nice, smooth, recently paved road with no obstacles. The road was short, brightly lit. Most people are traveling on it. And we call this the easy road. The road to the left, okay, is 
a road that is rocky, unpaved, many obstacles. It's long, it's dark, there's no end in sight, and that is the hard road. So the road to the right gives you instant self-gratification. Okay, The road to the left gives you long-term success. How often did you want to choose the road to the right, which was instant self-gratification, but then you looked yourself in the mirror and said, nope, ain't going to happen today. We're going to the rocky road. There's a lot of obstacles. I'm going to face them, but I'm going to get there and we're going to get to that long-term success. All, all the time, Jason. I mean, the reality is this, right? If I would have chose the easy route, I may have not gotten through it on the 40th, you know, on my 40th, right? I mean, plain and simple, right? Mm-hmm. So it's funny because where I live, there's a route to the right at the final stretch of my house and it's a big hill or there's a route to the left and it's flat and gravy. Mm-hmm. And I hit that intersection a lot, right? And I'd be like, man, I'm tired, right? My legs are just beat. Maybe I'll just go left. And every time I'd bear, you know, I'd have that decision, but I'd bear to the right, hit the hill. Because honestly, if I didn't do that, I don't know if I'd finish a race or finish my 40th. Because again, like we hit endless hills on the, this is like 3,500, 4,000 feet of climb. That's, that's a lot of elevation gain over 40 miles. And I think that's analogous to like the, the easy road doesn't really lead to the results and the satisfaction. Of course. And, you know, how much time and preparation and effort you put into this run. Let's look back before that. I mean, do you think do you consider yourself a self-disciplined person before you, you know, looked at doing this run for your 40th birthday? Did you did you know, were you committed to certain things before that? Or did you typically go to the right and take the easy road? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it was sporadic, not as consistent, right? I've always been kind of a scrappy go-getter, um, you know, playing hockey growing up, getting dirty in the corners, like just no, you getting, and me both, man. Yeah. <laughs> getting, you know, hit in front of the net. I mean, like, again, like I think the path that I've taken in my career of itself is, you know, was tougher, right? I was a non-Ivy League student, you know, going and working on Wall Street. I had somebody you know, say to me once, I can't believe we hire people uh, from University of Michigan. Where did you go to school? I said, eh, Ohio University. And the guy, you know, Harvard MBA was like, what are you talking about? Um, so I've, I've had to be disciplined and consistent really to kind of compete at a higher level, uh, so to speak. Um, but I would say over the past five years, I've really learned that discipline, you know, provides kind of the, more of the dividends really, right? Like, when I'm disciplined, when I'm focused, like that, that's when I'm in my flow. And that's when I, you know, I'm really on my gravy train, so to speak. Love it. Kevin, a lot of our listeners here are similar to you with, with one large discrepancy. They're, they're not actually training for or accomplishing weekend feats of 40 mile binge running. Right. But, but where they are similar is they have a career, they have a marriage, they may have a few kids, where do you find discipline coming into your daily life of managing those things, right? It's easy enough for us to talk about discipline by choosing that, that hill climb to finish your run out or to, to, to get on that path to run 40 miles on your birthday. But where does this come in in, in just your everyday life of, of being a dad, being a, a guy with a, with a good career, and a, and a healthy marriage. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, what I've learned is not to accept my own excuses. Um, and something that really hit me, and this was the the person that spoke, um, when we ran kind of 40 miles the, the night before to my company, uh, my colleagues, family, and friends is 
Chris Nickich, who has Down syndrome. I think he's in his early 20s. He now just recently, two weeks ago, completed his second Ironman. So he's the first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman. Um, and that was a championship in Kona. And for an Ironman, for those who aren't familiar, I mean, that's a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike ride, 26.2-mile marathon that you got to do in under 17 hours. And again, the kid has Down syndrome. And that so amazing. Yeah. I mean, hearing his story and thinking if I make excuses or, you know, maybe I'm not going to, um, you know, finish that report today or uh, like I'm really, you know, tired, like that's just unacceptable. Um, and so I've done that myself where I'm like tired at the end of the day and it's like, oh, do I really want to go play catch with my son? And I think like, you know, that excuse is unacceptable, right? Like you, you got to go do it because that's, you know, important to him and, that's really what you're supposed to be doing. And so, again, it's kind of created that accountability that Kevin, I, you know, try to you know, do throughout my day and, and everyday life. Everything that has worked out for you, you know, has not been easy. I mean, you, you have definitely chosen the hard path, but you've gotten so much success along the way, uh, not only with the run, but with your family and your job and everything else that you're doing. So, I got to ask, and the listeners are going to want to know, okay, do you have any tricks, tips that these listeners can do to get them on the path of being more self-disciplined? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, we've talked about accountability. I mean, listen, there's tricks, right? Put put out your shoe, your gym shoes and your, your workout shorts the night before and put it by your bed, right? But you, you again, that, that's going to help, but you have to hold yourself accountable. And I think, um, and I've learned this a lot in in my volunteer tier work on a suicide helpline and getting trained and doing that over the past year and a half. It's like what you tell yourself in your mind is so important. And there's a quote that I don't even know where I heard it, but our minds are farms and our seeds are our thoughts. And so it's really up to us what we plant. And so I would just encourage people, you know, hold hold yourself accountable. Go easy on yourself, but know what you are capable of, because as I've seen, you know, with myself, right, and running, running 40 miles is one thing. But again, look at Chris Nickich, right? Like, that's, that's bonkers, right, that that kid is able to do that. And you're going to sit there and make excuses that you can't work out one day, or you can't read that book, or you can't get to work on time. I mean, that's, again, I think the word that I love to say to myself, that's just unacceptable. Yeah, when you put it in perspective, just like you did with Chris and what he was being able to accomplish, you know, sometimes it's quite silly what we sit here and say, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this when in reality, there's no doubt we can all do it. What else you got, Kev? Yeah, no, I love I love I love um, the Chris Nickich uh, piece of this. And he's famous for the, that one get one percent better today mantra. And, and that's definitely going to be something that Jason and I focus on. Uh, a, a weekly episode on later. Um, so l- listen, I mean, th- this has been great stuff, Kevin. I mean, do you have anything else that you want to add in for the listeners uh, to kind of cap this, this talk on discipline off for us? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, set a goal. It's, it's within you. Um, I've, you know, written a lot of my friends about this and because I know their capability and I think, you know, if you look in your mirror, in the mirror, I think you would understand your own capability and you got to work hard, right? It takes work, uh, but that's where the dividends come in. There's no, 
there's no easy road as as Jason said because when you take the easy road there's there's really no great and fulfilling celebration at the end. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, everyone, we hope you've enjoyed learning from a real discipline pro here, Kevin Morgan, our guest. Make sure you check out our self-discipline application episode from this week to make sure you're getting advice and some how to uh, get yourself into that winning mindset, or just take what Kevin said today and sign yourself up to tackle a long distance discipline run on your next milestone, milestone birthday. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. We we learned a lot. Jason, take us into the outro. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kevin. I mean, your story is incredible, and I really believe it's going to have a huge impact on the listeners. And listen, for everyone who is listening, we want to thank you for tuning in to episode number two titled Self-Discipline. That's it for part number three. We will see you back and better than ever on Monday for a brand new episode. Remember, if you are impacting or influencing just one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset. Remember, we'll release a new episode every Monday. So be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to Win. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast. And remember, if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset. Yeah!